Welcome to the Big Heart Business Show. My name is Carrie Shepard, business strategist, philanthropist, and believer. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs be more, do more, and give more beyond their business, and to do it with more heart and less hustle. Each week on the show, I'll be here with a message or interview from a powerhouse entrepreneur that has built their business by giving back. Together, we will inspire you, fuel you, and get you going with simple action steps and strategies to grow your purpose-driven business. Our philosophy here is that we can change the world one big heart business at a time. Let's get started. This is episode number 15 of the Big Heart Business Show, and today I am super excited about our conversation with Lauren Black. Lauren is a creative strategist who helps female entrepreneurs gain success without stress. After dealing with burnout in her brand design business, Lauren is now dedicated to keeping entrepreneurs out of overwhelm and aligned with their purpose. Her burnout led to the creation of Bosscation, a business retreat in a box to help entrepreneurs escape their daily grind to strategically plan for their business and take action on their ideas. Welcome, Lauren. I'm so happy to have you here today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. I'd love for you to just share a little bit with our audience kind of more of the behind the scenes of your journey. And I know we're going to dig into um, how you came to be opening up Moscation and what that looks like. But um, just share a little bit of what your journey has looked like uh, so far. Yeah, so I started off, I went to school for graphic design. My first job was actually as a, the CEO's assistant to a big company. And so it's basically the Devil Wears Prada. And I did a little design work while working for them, but then that company shut down. And mm-hmm. so I dove right back into the design work and started picking up freelance jobs on the side. So my business was growing. I had always had the intention of running my own graphic design business someday, but it got to the point where I was so busy with my nine to five and my side business that I left my day job in December, 2015, rebranded and relaunched. And just a year in is when the whole Boscation idea came about, which I'm sure we'll dig into that later. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about, you know, I know um, one of the things that you're really passionate about is is having that purpose and that alignment. So what does that mean to you to have that purpose-driven business? I think it means finding your strengths and sticking to your core, your values, and pursuing your own path. So often we get caught up looking at what everybody else is doing and striving after what they want. And it might not really align with our own values, our desires. You know, if we've got families or I don't have kids yet, but my husband, he even, he'd rather have me at home spending time with him than working crazy hours and never seeing him. So building a business that allows you to have the life that you want and keeping that at the core. Yeah. Yeah. That's so perfect. And that's so true too, is not only doing what you want, but also being able to have that freedom. And, and like you talk about, you know, being able to really be strategic about the way that you're building your business. So talk to us a little bit about um, where the inspiration came from and maybe even a little bit more about what Bosscation is. 
Yeah, so I was completely burning myself out with my design business. It was growing, which was a great problem to have, but I knew I needed to change. I needed to either scale via a team or find some passive income, create a one-to-many product, something that would save my sanity because I was working maybe eight hours a week and it was just too much. So I set aside time one weekend. My husband was working and I set up a table in my living room where I got out dry erase markers on my sliding glass doors and just pen and paper, had my computer off, no client work that weekend, which was a big deal for me to shut Mm. off client work. And just really dug into what were my strengths? What are my personality traits? Um, what are the things that I've done in the past at my past jobs that have been recognized? And how can I tie this all in? And I realized I'm a problem solver by nature. And that's been one of my strengths all along in my former jobs and everything that has led up to this point in my life. So one of the problems I was trying to solve was, okay, how can we get people as business owners to take action? on their ideas or on something they've been planning out. And, you know, so many times people take courses and they never finish them or they go to conferences and they just come back with information overwhelm and never implement. So I wanted to find a solution to helping people actually take action, bring their ideas to life. I'm an ideas person. I have so many ideas (laughs) and would never pursue them because I didn't have time or I wasn't prioritizing them. So I wanted to find a way to help people like me who have so many ideas. And I'm sitting there getting so much done and discovering so many things about myself while away from the computer, just using pen and paper, that it kind of all came together. I need to recreate this experience for Mm. other business owners. So that's what Bosscation is all about. It's about getting away from the distractions. So turning off your social media and your emails, client work, to be able to open your brain to creative thinking and also planning, taking action on those ideas you've been wanting to work on. So each Boscation box, it's a physical box, that, so business retreat in a box, basically, that will be mailed to you with self-care items in it and swag, so it feels like a real retreat. And you can take it with you to a coffee shop, an Airbnb, a hotel, to just get away. And each one comes with a strategy guide to plan out something for your business. So whether you're launching something new or just trying to find your own unique path or working on your content, there'll be a, a strategy guide for you. Mm. That's such a such a, an experience that I think so many entrepreneurs don't take. They, you know, we don't take the time to just kind of step away and really see if we're in alignment, see if we're actually living into that purpose. And um, I think that's really smart to also say, you know, we have a lot of ideas, but the execution and the implementation of that, I find also that that's what holds so many entrepreneurs back because they just don't make the time for that. Right. So when you think about, um, you know, somebody taking a bosscation and using uh, the work that you have, how often do you recommend that somebody do that? I think at least once a year. I know somebody who takes a technical bosscation once a quarter. And I think as long as if you're in alignment with your business and you feel like things are going strong or if you don't have anything you're planning and launching out, then, yeah, just once a year. But I will have a quarterly content planner available so that you can get those blog posts and your video content or podcast ideas all outlined and ready to go. And if you take maybe a longer bosscation, you can actually get the writing done or the recordings done Mm. so that you're not scrambling every week thinking, what am I going to work on this week? You know, overall, you spend a bigger chunk of time at once 
and then it saves you time down the road. So many people I've heard say it like, oh, I wouldn't have time to take a few days off. But technically, it's saving you time and allowing you to be more strategic because you'll have a plan rather than taking things on the whim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you talk a lot about because because of your experience, you know, helping entrepreneurs stay out of that overwhelm and kind of stay out of that daily grind. Beyond kind of taking these boscations, whether it's once a year or a little bit more often, what are some other things that we as entrepreneurs can do to not get into overwhelm? Setting boundaries is a huge one that I'm a huge advocate for. So being able to limit your office hours and put a cap on when you send emails, let your clients know that you'll only respond during that time, and then you need to stick to it yourself. So even if you're writing emails in the middle of the night, don't send it out until your office hours and making sure clients know how they can communicate with you so they're not trying to text you and call you and Facebook message you and so that you have that space that you can cut back and you're not spending your holidays and your weekends in your email or working on rush projects. If you have a set kind of boundary for rush projects, then you won't fall into that trap of people constantly depending on you to turn things around same day or next day. Mm, yeah. And, uh, another way is mm. to just get your mindset right. The thing that you can do is just get your mindset in the right spot because if you're constantly letting yourself get stressed out and overwhelmed, then it can really bog you down and keep you from being able to press forward and work and enjoy your work. So concentrating on the positives and really training your brain to think positive and to look at the things that are good in your business and to really try to escape from the things that aren't good. So if you have a client that's really bringing you down, then is it worth the money to take on that client still? So sometimes you have to cut things out from your business or, you know, maybe it's Instagram and you feel so burdened to try to post Instagram three times a day. Look at what's really important, what's really driving results and see where you can cut back. And, you know, that way you're able to focus on the right things, the things that are driving you forward and the things that really bring you energy and life. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point, too, because I think so often we kind of get into that place where it's like, you know, the shoulds, like I should do this, I should do this. And um, we're just kind of running around with a, you know, like a chicken with our head cut off um, without any focus and without any kind of plan to what we're doing. But also that, like you said, it doesn't bring us that energy. So I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, for you making that transition from your design business into kind of the bosscation and and to the business that you're in right now. What did that look like? And maybe, you know, kind of tangibly, what did that look like? And and how did that affect the way that you live and and even the relationship you have with your husband? Right. Well, I was working 80 hours a week basically before and trying to do the marketing and keep up with posting on Instagram three times a day and also juggle all of the client projects. And I was the type that I did not set enough boundaries with my design clients. And so I would take on these rush projects or people would want me to work weekends and nights in order to accomplish their projects. So once I had my boscation and had those aha moments, I realized that with my design clients, I needed to set my foot down and start creating those boundaries and not checking my email at all times of the nights and weekends. And that just brought in itself some freedom. And I did lose a client. There was a client who she expected me to turn things around so quick because I constantly did. And finally, one day she wanted a one or two day turnaround and I was busy with other clients 
and I was not working weekends at that point and told her I could get it to her the next week, only a few days later than what she wanted. But at that point, she needed it turned around even faster. I couldn't provide. And so she had to go elsewhere. And that was okay. And in my past life, I would have really stressed out over that. But after having that mindset shift and realizing that I was wanting to transition into blastcation anyway, that it was okay to let go of that client. And so I basically just slowly stopped taking new clients on. Mm. And I had taken a few at first while trying to juggle the two. And it was really tough to be able to focus on blastcation while taking on new clients. So right now I'm down to just working with the former clients that I've had. Some of them I've been working with them for three years. Mm. And before I even took my business full time, I was working with these clients. So I still do work for them and some of the other smaller projects here and there for former clients, but I've transitioned into mostly boss patient and I love it. I am loving the freedom and also the design business is very subjective. So a lot of times I would design one of my favorite designs ever, send it to the client and they mm. hate it. And or they get shiny object syndrome and start sending me a million different options of things they want it to look like that are completely off from what we had already set as the strategy behind their design. And that really affected me emotionally when I poured my heart and soul into a design just to be rejected. And mm-hmm. my husband, he was questioning anytime I complained about something like that. He's like, well, how, why is this fair that they get to change their mind a million times and you designed something great and now you have to put the extra time and effort in to please this client? So things got definitely even stronger with my husband since being able to cut back from my work hours Mm. and spend more quality time with him. And also I've been in such a better mood by transitioning out from the one-on-one model and being able to build out this one-to-many business model that fits my personality so much better. Yeah. Well, and I think that's such a good point, too, as you talk about, you know, potentially losing clients or making that transition from one model to the other, or even for some people, it might not even be the model, but maybe the work that you do. And we've seen that with a lot of the clients that we worked with is just, you know, you might be doing one thing. And then once you figure out what that purpose, you know, what your purpose or your mission really is, you know, there has to be that transition. And so I think just kind of bringing that up to say, you know, it can feel like you're losing something, but when you have that vision of what you're really wanting to create, you know, you're really expanding and opening yourself up to, to so, something so much better. Like you said, you know, you feel better, you have better, you know, emotionally, you have a better relationship with your husband, more time with them. Um, so that's a really good example of that. So as as you're running the business currently, um, it's not the one-to-one model anymore, and you're selling what is a product. Is that that's correct? Yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what that model looks like and how do you how do you bring in the sales? What does your marketing look like? Well, I actually haven't launched officially yet. Oh, okay. so I'll be launching November 10th on a crowdfunding platform called iFund Women to be able to pre-validate the, how many I need to purchase. First of all, and since it is a physical product, you have to have inventory. So I need to know how many I need to order and need to have the funds to purchase everything. And it just helps you hype it up a little bit. Um, so I haven't launched yet, but I have been beta testing with mm. people and bringing in people for that. So my marketing right now looks like I have uh, a blog post and video that goes live almost every week. I try This week we had a hurricane, and so that put me back a little bit. Um, But a blog post and video and then promoting those 
all over social media and um, doing some Facebook lives that go in conjunction with that, as well as building up my email list. So I have a lot of freebies that I've been giving out in order to draw people into the email list. So I'll be able to share with them once I do launch. That's awesome. And it sounds like that's exciting for you. Like all, even though it's multiple different things that you're doing and you've kind of got them all working in conjunction, you know, even just seeing that smile on your face, it sounds like (laughs) something that really lights you up. Yeah, well, for me, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. So writing, I used to do blog posts every week. And it would take me eight hours to write a blog post Mm -hmm. because I'm so slow and I'm such a perfectionist while writing, whereas I can record a video and, you know, it takes me a half hour to record the video. And then I can write a blog post kind of based off of that. And it makes the process go a lot faster. So I've even found the best way to market myself that's not draining my time and energy like I was before with just trying to do blog posts and then posting to Instagram. I also have a team. So I have an assistant that helps me with some of the design work. And also she helps out with a ton of my Instagram. So that's been helpful as well. Just hiring out you know, mm-hmm. the tasks that I don't need to be doing. Yeah. And I totally resonate with that as well. You know, it takes me forever to try to write something, but jumping on a video is a lot easier. And then being able to partner with a team member to really help you kind of with all the pieces of it, I think is super smart. And yeah, then you're, you're in alignment with what you do best, keeping in your zone of genius and not getting into overwhelm because you're not trying to do something that you're not great at, right? Yeah. And I've realized that I need to give myself slack sometimes. So whereas my old self would, you know, make sure that I stay up till midnight editing the video so I can post it live the next day. And the new self says, okay, if I didn't get around to it this week, the world's not going to end. My business isn't going to die. I can still post, you know, send out an email to my list without having it linked to a video and it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Giving yourself some room and some slack. Like you said, that's a great point. So where do you see um, entrepreneurs when they're in their business? Where do you see them making mistakes or where do you where do you think that they're doing things that are holding them back from, you know, being in alignment and having this purpose driven business? I think the first thing is they're looking at everyone else and starting to build their business based on what other people are doing, even coming down to their marketing efforts. And, you know, I was blogging because everybody says you should be blogging when it would take me eight hours to write a blog post. And Mm. that wasn't an efficient use of my time. And then also people aren't prioritizing the right things. So even with when it comes to launching something or their own business, they'll spend hours and hours and hours tweaking their website or choosing a logo and redoing their logo six months later and constantly changing their Instagram graphics and, you know, spending time on things that ultimately aren't what bring in clients. And yes, your website needs to look professional, but once you've picked a template and started on it, stick with it. Don't keep changing things. You don't have to rewrite your about page every time that, you know, you see someone else that has a better about page than you. And so sticking with what you know is your zone of genius and building something out and going from there and continuing to press forward instead of taking steps back in so many different places. Mm, Yeah, I love that. Totally makes sense. And I think it kind of boils down to like keeping your eyes on your your road, right? Your, yeah. you know, what you're meant to do. Um, and I think that's hard. You know, I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I mean, I can 
say myself too, you know, with everything that we're exposed to on social media and, and, you know, everything looks so perfect. And then you start getting into that comparison game. And I think that's a really dangerous place to be because you never know what's behind the scenes. You know, like right. we talked about with the overwhelm, you don't know what kind of lifestyle that person's actually leading. Um, which is also why I think video is so amazing because especially live video is that you really get that sense of, of, you know, who you are and what you're doing. And it's a great way to connect with your audience. So Yeah, for sure. That's great. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Lauren. And I think, you know, you're a great example of what it really looks like to get in alignment and to really be in your purpose and, you know, what moving from, you know, the overwhelm and kind of working yourself to death can allow you to open up all those possibilities of, you know, true happiness and fulfillment. So one of the things, you know, that is really important to me um, is that, I'm building a business that allows me to give back. And so I know that's important to you as well. And so I'd love for you to share with our audience, what does your give back plan look like in your business and why is that so important to you? Yes. Well, actually, when I was on my Bosscation, my first one ever before I even had the name Bosscation, and I was soul searching, digging into my core values and what's important to me, I realized that I have to be serving. I feel empty inside when I'm not giving of myself and my time. I've been so blessed with so many things. And for me, I like to see the results, you know, firsthand and see that I'm making a difference. So getting involved in local organizations. Um, and I found one that totally fits with exactly what I was looking to do, people that I'm passionate about. I love working with youth because I feel that they're still kind of moldable and you're getting them at a really important stage before they go out into the real world and so that you're able to to shape them and help them. So I found an organization that takes at-risk teens and I work with the girls program Mm. and they give them career counseling and, you know, actual counseling counseling as well and just bring in different experts to help train them and teach them skills that they can start implementing and using so that when they go out into the real world they're not just finding you know a job at Burger King they're able to do a skill or start an Etsy shop because they now have sewing skills or design skills so I'm using my graphic design background to teach these students graphic design and, you know, design principles. And also I, you know, get hands on with them. And so one of the workshops I did was they had to create a mood board around three words that they want their life to look like in a year. Mm. So just incorporating some of that mindset of getting them to look positive and look at the hope that they have for their future. But the problem is they don't have any computers. So one of the things that I want to do besides just volunteering with them and teaching design, you know, arts and crafts style, I want to be able to purchase them some computers so that they can learn design on the computer and take it to the next level. So that's what, you know, percentage of my business will be going towards purchasing those computers for them. Mm, That's awesome. And I love that you found a way to do, you know, to be able to use your skills and your gifts and talents and be able to give back, because I think that's so important. Um, Not to say, you know, the financial side isn't, and especially when you can give and know, you know, exactly what that's going for, you know, specifically focusing on the computers. What would you say to somebody that's kind of maybe in the position of trying to figure out what kind of organization they want to partner with or what that could look like in their business? Do you have any kind of advice for somebody that might be in that place? 
Well, I'd have them start out and just look at themselves and what they're passionate about. Things that, you know, if you see an article in the news that really triggers your heart. So for some, it might be sex trafficking. I have a friend who went all around the United States touring, trying to bring awareness to what's going on there and then building safe houses for people who have been taken out of that. So what really gets your heart aching when you see something going on in the world? That's kind of an indication of where you have a passion for and how you can get involved. And then just ask around. I actually had somebody come to me recognizing that I'd be a good fit for this organization, but I had been looking for something just like this. Mm -hmm. And so it was a perfect fit, but I had never asked around. And if I had, she may have connected me a lot earlier and I could have started giving, you know, a lot sooner. That's a great point too. And I think, you know, it's, there's so many great organizations out there um, and being able to have something that's recommended or even like you said, to have that organization come to you, knowing what your skills set is, it, it, that's a, that's a true match, you know, being able to kind of figure out what your heart is passionate about and then being able to use those gifts and talents. So that's amazing that you found something that uh, lights you up so much. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Well, great. Well, um, you know, I think with what you're doing and, you know, kind of the journey that you're leading and, and really showing people how to really get in that alignment and then, you know, with giving back and, and really your heart for that, I'd just love to hear kind of if you think about your overall mission, what is that big change that you want to see in the world? Wow, that that's a loaded question because yes. there are so many things. As a Christian, I want everybody to know my Savior and to come in connection with the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. And that's actually part of why I'm the organization I'm volunteering with is not a Christian-based organization, but I want to be Jesus' light to those people. Mm. Um, so that's my ultimate, ultimate goal. But with my business, I think helping people out of the overwhelm and to find their joy again in their business because I see all too often people ready to give in, you know, throw in the towel and ditch their business even though they once loved it. And they built something off of a passion, but they let circumstances or comparison or, you know, overwhelm with too many clients take over. And so helping people find a way to still be profitable, but in a way that brings them joy and, you know, keeps them from being stressed out and a workaholic like I used to be. Yes. Living from your journey. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So I want to just move into our lightning round, just ask you a couple quick questions, just whatever comes up um, off the top of your head. So what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I have to look at my my parents and my dad for this one and just the example that he set in his lifestyle without even having to say anything. He prioritizes family over mm -hmm. anything else. You know, he's a contractor and is working on this big project that he can only do on weekends because he does work during the week. And he would still he would just work a Saturday and spend extra, so many extra months or even years trying to finish this project but spend every Sunday with family and visiting his dad and, you know, spending time with his grandkids. So I think prioritizing family because you don't get those times back. So true. So true. So what is one of your favorite quotes, mantras, or Bible verses? Yeah. So Kate Boyd actually stole my favorite Bible verse that, um, <laughs> on your episode. So I will go with a quote. So this goes along with the whole comparison thing of, you can't move forward if you're busy looking sideways. Mm, love that. 
And what book would you recommend to our audience and why? Ooh, the best, yes. So that's by Lisa, Lisa Turkist, and it. I need to read it again. I've read it at least one, one and a half times, kind of skimmed it the second time. But it really helps you see how to choose the right things and to make those priorities in your life and gives you some steps of how you can go about making those decisions of what's a good choice and what's something you can let go. Gotcha. Awesome. And then last question is, what's one thing that you do every day that helps you move towards your mission? Yeah, so I start every day off with prayer and reading my Bible and then exercise. And I think those three things together really help put me in the mindset that I need to be, give me the energy to pursue the day and, you know, give me the right perspective for the day. Nice. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for sharing that. And I think lastly, you know, kind of the thing that you're doing every day is kind of what you're looking to help uh, your clients and your community do is to really be able to have that pause uh, be able to take a vocation and really step into what is your true purpose so that you can get aligned with that, you know, that you can really, you know, chase after your own dreams, get out of comparison like we talked about today. And um, I think it's it's such a beautiful reminder that, you know, if something's not working, that we have to remove ourselves from it to be able to see that next clear path. So, yeah, you know, I just – Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today, Lauren, and, and just being so transparent about what that looks like. And, you know, wish you the best of success um, with your launch in November. So I'd love for you to share with everybody where they can find you and, and where they can um, get notified about when you launch in November. Yeah, so I'm at bosscation.com. And all of my social media handles are at bosscation.com forward slash social. So I put them all in one place, including my design business and my other business. So fantastic. And of course, we'll link everything up in the show notes as well. Um, so I definitely encourage everybody to go out there and connect with you. And um, we'll be looking forward to seeing your launch and watching your journey. So again, thank you so much for being here today and, and for sharing. And um, we'll catch everybody on the next episode. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Big Heart Business Show. If you know someone that could benefit from this information, I would so appreciate it if you shared the love. And make sure to subscribe to this channel and leave a review. One last thing. If you're ready to fuel your big heart business with a consistent flow of cash and clients, head on over to carrieshepherd.com forward slash free guest to access a very special video series I created just for you. And don't forget... We are changing the world one big heart business at a time.